Welcome to the Get Emergent podcast, where we discuss leadership, team, and organizational topics and best practices. We like to provide ideas, concepts, and pragmatic experiments to help you develop your potential in your work and your leadership. I'm Bill Berthel. And I'm Ralph Simone. Ralph, great topic today, the conditions for speaking up. What is this space of folks not speaking up? Like, what's happening? Well, I think a lot of our coaching experience is coaching people to have those missing or pivotal conversations. And as I was thinking about this, this is kind of a both and opportunity. We need to have the structure and culture in place so people feel safe and comfortable speaking up. On the other hand, as an employee, I need to have the courage and I think take the responsibility that if I see it, I need to say it and perhaps even do something about it. So I think it's not just one or the other. The culture and the employees have to be working to mitigate what we would refer to as missing conversations. Well, absolutely. Having a culture of that psychological safety, right? That term of psychological safety means that People do feel safe to share ideas, speak up, and possibly, if needed, disagree. Sometimes speaking up is disagreeing. It doesn't always have to be. But we have that sense that I'm going to be emotionally safe in this space. Something I say won't be held against me. And I think for our listeners, I want to make the distinction that you may be a very open, very personal, very kind individual, but sometimes your passion around a particular topic could make it difficult for people to speak up. And, you know, I have I have an, a recent example where in our organization, I'm the founder, I've been around practicing this leadership development and coaching the longest. And we introduced a topic and we had our extended team at this meeting. And it was a topic that I felt strongly about, really passionate about. And I Instead of kind of waiting my turn and giving people, I just kind of, you know, went full bore with how I felt it needed to be. And I I didn't catch it real time, but I reflected a few minutes later. Now our newest guy, if he saw it differently, Mm. I don't know that I created the conditions for him to speak up. So sometimes it can be just by how passionately we feel about something we can make it uneasy for others to see it differently or to challenge our perspective. That's a great point, Ralph. Recently, I'm working with a client and it's about a year-long program, multiple workshops and meetings with the same cohort group. And uh, really, everyone in the group is wonderful and really bright. This one individual approached me through email and said, you know, I really want to share some content with you, but I'm I'm really hesitant to do that because you seem so well-read and an expert in your field. And I didn't even think about that, right? That sometimes our expertise can create that space, just like our passion. And by the way, this gentleman has shared so far three amazing pieces of content with me that I've never was exposed to, never heard of. That is just fascinating. Bill, I, I appreciate you sharing that. I think sometimes subject matter experts cast a large shadow and they create conditions that cause people to be tentative. And I think it's a general awareness around that. And I think there are ways, right? There's ways of framing it, but you really need to be mindful of your behavior, not just what you say, but what you do. I mean, you know, we've all been part of the instructor that's up there and says that, you know, 
ask any question. There's no such thing as dumb questions. And yet people still don't ask things that they don't understand. And, and so I think I think that is incumbent on them, right? The responsibility to speak up. But there's a lot of wasted uh, time and energy in organizations and relationships because we do not have the conditions where people speak up. And when you don't have all the information, you can't make the best decisions. Yeah. And I think that's one of the reasons why we think this is so important to really keep being mindful. But I remember in one organization, you know, people who spoke up, you know, they were thought of as, you know, troublemakers or people Mm -hmm. who weren't supportive as opposed to people who were trying to make it better. And I think that is an important distinction when we create these conditions for speaking up. Yeah. And there's something cultural in this as well that I want to recognize that in Western societies, we have the saying, the squeaky wheel gets the grease, which means that sometimes speaking up gets attention that may be positive or negative attention. In Eastern European countries, they have a saying that says the noisiest duck gets shot first. (laughs) And that's to keep the voice lower, to keep the voices, voices down. I think something that came out of the terrible events of 9-11 was that the TSA taught us that if you see something, say something. And I think in organizations, I think if we see something, we get to say something and possibly do something, right? And that behavior matters towards creating an improvement or creating a positive change. And I think the important thing you just brought up before that point is the complexity of a diverse culture may we need to be aware of how people process different things regarding speaking up and how do we address that as well? And how do we create those conditions that take into consideration the different experiences that people have had based on where they were value programmed? Absolutely. Absolutely. Let's talk about missing conversations because we know we train, we, uh, we work with many leaders and teams and organizations around this idea of having those missing or pivotal conversations? I think people psych themselves out. I think yeah. they they have the conversation over and over in their head. And for some reason, there's an obstacle, there's a belief, there's an assumption they're making that's preventing them. And I, one of the tips I give myself, I give my kids, I give the leaders I coach is don't overthink it. Mm-hmm. You know, if, if, if you think something needs to change, you're probably right. Yeah, it doesn't mean you don't want to be thoughtful about it, but don't overthink it. I think too often we're overthinking it. And to the point that we have the conversation in our head so much that we think we've had it in some instances. Right. When we look at relationships that go sideways or, or organizations that go sideways, it's often because the most important conversations that need to happen are the ones that are not happening, right? Those are the ones that we need to speak up and we need training for that, but it goes beyond training. It goes around, what's the belief? What's getting in the way of mitigating those missing conversations? Well, I love that in the Dr. Susan David's work in the book, Emotional Agility, she calls that that first step of not psyching yourself out. She calls that getting yourself off the hook. We put ourselves on that hook by just what you're saying. We overtalk it inside of our own heads, we overthink it. The first step is getting ourselves off that hook and finding the courage to say something. And here's a tip for getting yourself off the hook. And it's one that I've been using for years is, you know, I might tee it up by saying, I'm really not sure about this, but 
what I'm seeing doesn't make sense. And I think it was important to point it out. And so I kind of soften it at the beginning and to kind of create that opening, but I'm creating that opening to let myself off the hook to put something in play. So Ralph, I love the softening approach, many ways to do that. You know, I have an idea, I'm not sure it'll be popular. Don't apologize in that space. Many of us, me included, are inclined to apologize. We start with, I'm sorry, but I need to share. And that really takes away the power. It takes away the validity of your point. So softening is great. Resist apologies in the Good soft. distinction. Good distinction. But I think that the biggest tip would be, if it's not feeling right, bring it up. Absolutely. You Absolutely. can bounce it off somebody around how to bring it up, but don't play too much mental or emotional tug of war with yourself. Just bring it up, put it in play and stay present to how the person or person responds to it. There'll be a lot of information in there. I, you know, I'm uh, conditions for speaking up. I don't fill out surveys when I'm not happy with the service. Mm -hmm. I give that feedback direct. Yeah. Yeah. I will fill out the survey if I'm happy. And, you know, and somebody asked, why do you do that? I said, because I think it's important for people to hear from me first mm -hmm. what I wasn't happy with so they have an opportunity to change it. And I think one of the things, the reason we want to continue to create these conditions for speaking up is so that we see what needs to be changed in an organization, so that we keep people engaged, so that we're not wondering why all of a sudden we've lost a high percentage of our people. There were indicators, but for some reason, people didn't feel comfortable putting them in play. So I just think we need to continue to push ourselves in making sure that we have the structure and the culture and the courage to speak up. So Ralph, where would you ask leaders to start? I would ask leaders to start by journaling and by really observing their own behaviors and how psychologically safe, how do they frame things? How do they respond when somebody challenges them? And I also think I would encourage leaders to be vulnerable. Because I think when you do those three things, you are actually creating an inviting atmosphere for people to feel less uncomfortable chiming in. Ralph, thank you. Yeah, as individual contributors, I think I would encourage you, if you yeah. think something is not quite right, test it out. Don't yeah. sit on it. I think those would be the probably the two things I would suggest. Thank you. And folks, thanks for listening. You can listen to a new podcast two times every month here at Get Emergent or wherever you listen to podcasts. This is where we bring you contemporary leadership topics and ideas balanced with what we hope you find are better practices that you can apply to your work and your leadership. Thank you. Thank you.